Good evening, good evening, good evening. We are back. It is the Ramen Movement. We're excited to be here today. I have a very special guest. Uh, Mr. Daniel Buchanan has joined us today. He's going to enlighten us. And we've been talking off air before the show. And we've actually shared some common interests, uh, old classmates. And But before we get started, let's go around and catch up with everybody. Miss David, how are you today? I am blessed and highly favored. It has been a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. I hope you all had a great time yes. this holiday weekend as well. I seen so many friends and family and took all the selfies in the world. But it was so great to connect and eat and laugh and dance and talk. Good times. Good day. Good deal. Good deal. CT, how are you? Good, man. I can't complain. Um, hope everybody had a good holiday. Uh, it's coming up on the year doing the podcast. So this is, we're getting on a milestone here. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw in my memories where you had posted last year uh, about starting this and to still be here doing it. It's a blessing. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Very inspired during the season. Full of gratitude, full of thanks. Like you said, got to enjoy family, got to enjoy friendship. Uh, shout out to the Central Bobcats going to the state. States, yeah, man. Oh, they are? Yes, okay, yes. Yeah. I missed that. that. Lots of things going in. And, again, we want to stay in this mindset of being thankful all year, not just let this this feeling fade. I mean, Absolutely. How, you know, how many times, other than the times where you ate too much, because I know I did, mm. you know, but that feeling of warmth and, you know, family and community, as we talked before, you know, let's let's be encouragers and hold on to that. So, Mr. Buchanan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, okay, I am a Knoxville native. I went to Central High School. Um, <laughs> I uh, am from this area, uh, born and raised. Uh, I've had the, uh, the the blessings of of being able to stay here and things just falling into place for me in my life, and I've been very blessed to. Have, I've uh, been able to be with my middle school sweetheart, beautiful Cindy Buchanan, and we have two beautiful children that mean the world to me, uh, little Cena, who's 14, just turned 14, and my son, Daniel 2.0, right. the new and improved <laughs> right. version. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so like 15 years ago, I started, uh, I started computer repair. I just started like fixing people's laptops when they were broken or had viruses, and just you know, trying to patch them up and get them going again because, you know, they wanted to surf the net and got into business IT and and uh, now, you know, we've got a company in Fountain City where we support uh, small businesses and the retail, legal and healthcare field. So, um, I mean, it's just, I have to like pinch myself every day that I get to drive down to my little office that's under the barber shop in Fountain City, right? Which that's hilarious. Anyways, that's under the barber shop, so I have no excuse to look this shaggy. <laughs> um, but like getting to go down there and just like we have a parking lot and, and it's like people come and visit us. We get to go help businesses. It's just it's a really awesome thing. So um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Good deal. Good deal. Appreciate you sharing. Thank you for coming on. We love having guests. Oh, and, uh, of course. Yeah, man, you didn't have to ask me twice. Like, yeah. <laughs> we've been meaning to catch up for a long time. Right, right. Since the tuba days. Yeah, yeah. Marshall, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. That's right. It's been too long. Yeah, so, so um, specifically, uh, can we talk a little about your area of expertise? Sort of kind of what, what products you offer and also the importance of those products. If you want to share a little bit about that. 
And then um, if you all have any questions, we'll go into that as well. Let's get the ball sure. rolling. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, I kind of come at this from a point of, this is, like, fascinating to me. So tech is just, like, it's... It's just so awesome. You know, you think about where we were 15 years ago, like there was an internet, nobody had smartphones yet, maybe people had laptops, but everybody mm -hmm. wasn't carrying around a computer in their pocket like they are now. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been fantastic to see how things have grown and changed over time. And, um, you know, it's, it's just really interesting because now our lives are so wrapped up in technology every day, mm -hmm. you know, our... Mm -hmm. our a lot of our time is spent looking at screens, you know, little screens, bigger screens, uh, big screens, talking to people through the screens, and it's like, you know, where, um, where is there still time left for people, you know, for, for, for inter, you know, interfacing with people. Yeah, mm -hmm. for humanity with people. So, um, I mean, what we do is just provide IT consulting services. Like, basically, we just help people with their tech problems. Um, and I guess one of the things that's kind of unique about the way my approach to IT is information technology, computer stuff. My, my approach is different because people say they like uh, talking to me because they can understand what I'm saying. Okay. So I'm not like talking above their head. I'm not speaking engineering speak. Um, I'm not trying to, um, you know, to impress them with my vocabulary. I really just want to like get people to understand. So I have a very educational approach to what we do. Um, okay. And I do training. I do training for people, and I have been trained, um, you know, through classes over the years. But, um, you know, so this is kind of a, a perfect uh, example of, you know, how I like to operate, which is like kind of interpersonally talking to people, answering questions, and helping people to sort of navigate the complicated world of, uh, you know, operating a business in the 21st century, you know. So you think about the small business owner who may be, working out of their home or out of their garage uh, or on the road and you think about those people and it's like um, they're expected to have the same defenses as like a fortune 500 absolutely right? yeah um, and they may not know anything about it right mm -hmm. and so they've got to put their trust in somebody who's going to set them up systems to keep them safe right so that their bank account doesn't get hacked the credit cards don't get hacked their client list doesn't get hacked um, you know, their business doesn't get broken into. So th those are the kinds of concerns that I worry about with my people. But then even above and beyond that, it's just like aligning IT with the business goals too. So it's like, where do you want to be in five years? You know, I guess it's kind of those things where it's like, you know, uh, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're in tech, everything looks like a tech problem. Mm -hmm. Right? So when people come to me, it's like, uh, there's probably a piece of software to do that. It's probably a system that we can build. Um, you know, or we can help implement in your case that'll help you to solve that problem, right? Mm -hmm. Or to at least get a dial on it to where you can start to turn it up. Okay. So um, that's that's kind of my approach to tech, which is a little bit different. I mean, I work with a lot of different businesses across a lot of different uh, industries. So it gives me a lot of insight into what people are doing and how they're getting it done and what's succeeding and what's failing. Right. Uh, and I get to hear horror stories from people who have bad experiences and hopefully learn from that and, and uh, hopefully make that not happen for my other clients. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's just fun, man. Like I, I love what I get to do. It's, it's really, it's an adventure every day. It's like, what's, what, what's going to happen today? What are we up against? What's Microsoft going to change? <laughs> so, so I guess that makes every day an adventure. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, that's got to be fun to mm -hmm. be in a situation where you know every day is going to be different. I know you can, 
speak to that as well. You've run into some complicated cases where, you know, I, I've even called her in a bind and I was like, hey, I have a friend. He's in a bad situation. He needs help. She was able to offer him a solution. So I know that's kind of the two things. You marry those solutions together to their exact needs. Now, have you taken horror stories and developed maybe a product or service out of, like you said, horror stories that other business owners have told you? So I have, yeah, most definitely. Um, so one of the services that we offer is kind of a turnkey uh, IT care package that we sort of offer cool. people. Yeah. So I focus on supporting the users, right? The employees. Um, okay. I don't focus on supporting the network, supporting the business, the server, the wireless, like all of that is the technology that helps people to make money, right? right. So I don't focus on that. I focus on the users. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like, you know, the things you hear about, you hear horror stories about companies getting hacked, mm -hmm. you know, so their da the company database gets hacked, right? Somebody gets in and they find all of the customers, um, you know, uh, uh, records of their credit card transactions or something like that. And people think, well, it's not going to happen to us. It's only big businesses, right? Gotcha. They say those are big businesses. Yeah. But seventy percent of data breaches are happening to small companies. Really? Yeah. Oh wow! No, because yeah, they're a... easier targets. Yeah. Right. So it's like. So you... how do you? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, 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 please. How do you identify if you if there are happening to small business owners? Are they happening more frequently than we know? Like, are they able to just kind of? Think about those little skimming things that they put on the pumps at the gas yeah, station. that's good. You know, is it something like that where they can just be sitting well, in our computer and we don't even know it? It's very possible. I mean, the truth is, if Home Depot gets hacked, you're going to hear about it because you're a Home Depot customer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be in the news. Mm -hmm. But if, you know... Um, Billy Bob's Tire Shop gets hacked, you may not hear about it, right? right. Because why would you? Right. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I had a client who um, had I worked with a little bit. He had brought me some, you know, he helped. I had helped him set up his new network, helped him do some things. And um, so the ideal scenario is we just manage things for people, right? We just take care of their business. We provide all the services they need to be able to run their business. Uh, antivirus, backup, all that, all the details, right? And he was like, oh, you know what? I got this. I'm going to do this. I can do this. I'm fine. So the next call I heard from him was about a year and a half later. And he had got, um, he had gotten some really bad news from his bank. So what had happened was he had gotten an email and it looked like it was from like Microsoft and they're like, you know, here's a, a link, you need to reset your password or something like that. He didn't think anything of it. Goes, tries to log in, and he tells me all this. He tells me the story. Goes and tries to log in, doesn't work. What, what's going on here? What's the matter with this? And just doesn't think anything of it. Well, what he had done is he had been fished. Mm -hmm. So he had been giving his credentials to another company, right? It's like, it wasn't really the Office 365 portal. Right. He was at a fake page that looked like it. Mm -hmm. And, um, <laughs> yeah. So what the hackers had done is then they could go and they could log in to his account. And he was not just a user in his Office 365 uh, tenant. He was actually the administrator. And so as the administrator, you have a lot of privileges to be able to do things. Right. And what they had done is they had gone and they had set up uh, an exchange mail flow rule where whenever an email came to him, it would just flow, a copy of it would go to somebody else. Wow. And they had sat and they had watched what he was doing and he was about to close on a piece of real estate and they were doing the money transfer. 
and oh, he no. almost yeah he almost transferred the money to somebody else's bank account. Luckily, the bank caught it, so he didn't end up. Praise the money. God! Tell me about it. So the bank had caught it and said, uh, "Yeah, this is not. Are, are you sure this is where you want to send this?" And so they had stopped it and pulled the plug on it. But he had already been, you know, corresponding with his clients. Uh, he was in the uh, he was an accountant, so he had been corresponding mm. with people mm-hmm. about their business and who knows where financial records had been going. So he had a data breach. That was a data breach, right? And so at that point, I'm like. Look, man, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> it's yeah. right. you're gonna, you need to talk to an attorney at this point because you're going to need to send out an, an email to everybody or a letter in writing to everybody, all that stuff. And hopefully his business will, will survive. So they say a lot of the businesses that get breached, they don't survive. Wow, like almost like a 90% don't survive after a year right. because it hurts their reputation. It hurts their client's reputation. I mean, you got all this information that's out there now. Who knows what that is? Can you even clean up Correct. The, the mess? And all that, you know, stems from, again, the guy just saying, I got this. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a cautionary tale for us as different stages of business owners, yeah. you know, to... Be overly cautious is not a bad thing, right? And right. You work more on the preventative side. That's right. right. So as to his question, so we, you know, have developed a package of okay, we protect the network, we protect the workstations, but we also protect the users. So uh, we have a data breach training, data breach uh, training program that that we can roll out to people. So from like the business owner or the business manager's point of view, they can enroll all of their employees in this service just via email addresses and then they can see how far along the process they've gotten and when they get done they can print out a nice little certificate and say oh yeah we're cool we're trained and so that goes for data breaches for just PII for like PCI compliance but it also goes for HIPAA there's a HIPAA training uh, section too for people in the healthcare industry which have to be very mindful of the way they treat patient records so Mm -hmm. um, so yeah that's sort of a, uh, a product that has come out of the horror stories that you hear about for small businesses. Nice. Yes, good, Very good, nice. good. So, okay, I don't know, maybe this is a myth, maybe you can help me to understand it. A lot of people have always said that if you had a Apple computer or, a, <laughs> okay, you already laughed. There you go, then. Okay, so, you know, it's like, oh, they can't get viruses or they can't be hacked. What is your professional take on Apple versus a PC or any other type of contraption that we as business owners should consider as our first line of defense? So that's a good question. So if you think about it, um, an Apple computer is still a computer and uh, I think they are susceptible. I think where a lot of Apple users can run into problems is if they start bootlegging programs. If they're like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If they're running like uh, um, a copy of Windows or a copy of Adobe, Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people with Adobe Creative Cloud or something that's that's bootleg. They they didn't pay for that, Mm -hmm. not paying for the subscription. And so when you get those, a lot of those key gens, key generators and things like that, Mm -hmm. those end up having having bugs in them. might send your data off to somewhere else. But I would say, as a general rule of thumb, the Macs do seem to be a little more secure. Okay. Um, But I think part of that, there's different reasons for that. So the Mac operating system is basically, it's a forked distro of of Linux way back when. So, and you gotta think, what percent of people are using Apple computers? It's not gonna be as many as as Windows PCs. So that helps. 
But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still a network device, and it's still on a network with a bunch of other computers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it can still be a risk. Now, as far as phones go, uh, you know, iPhones, I want to say iPhones can be pretty secure. Uh, you know, I mean, I think they're about as secure as Android. We've come a long way in phone security, for sure. Uh, but, you know, those are the devices that people use most of the time that they really have to, you know, stop and think about, am I secure with this? Uh, is the information that I'm sending secure? And so if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android device, they still operate over a network, right? So if you're on a public Wi-Fi, um, or if you're even just on the network, the internet, um, there's some things that you can do to kind of, you know, make yourself a little safer. Um, one of them you can do is you can get a VPN. You can pay for a VPN, or you can have your own VPN at your office if you want to do that. And you can have your employees dial back into the office and work. Or you can just pay for a VPN service, which is where all your web browsing goes, goes through a VPN. So that means it's encrypted. So VPN is a virtual private network. Um, you have the, your phone who makes a network connection back to kind of like a, another home base, wherever the VPN headquarters is or their right. data center. And all of that information between you and them are, is encrypted, so you can't see it. And so if you're on an open wireless network, um, that could be a problem, right? Like if you're in Starbucks, you're Panera Bread, and you're sitting there and you're on the wireless, if somebody else is on the wireless, there is a chance that they could see something. Now, I don't know if that's always going to be the case, but there is a chance that they could see something. Mm -hmm. So if you have that VPN going, at least, you know, um, you can, you know, be a little more secure. That At least you've got a secure connection to your VPN. Now, that doesn't mean the VPN won't get hacked because NordVPN, which is a big VPN provider, they just got hacked. But supposedly they weren't keeping any records on any of their customers, no records of the websites they go to. But you got to think, like, if you're doing something unethical or illegal, it's, it doesn't make it legal because right. you're on a VPN, right? So I think the FBI and the NSA, they probably all still have back doors into the, to the VPNs as well. I mean, so this is, this is the way things are. But um, so, I mean, I think that's one of the things you can do. And then also, like, there's certain apps, um, especially on Android and probably even on uh, iOS as well, that are like that have malware in them. Mm. So, like, they'll have malware in the apps. And you just want to make sure those apps are patched. You, you like to hope that Apple will take those out if they, if they get reported as being bootleg apps or if they just have malware in them that they'll be removed. But, I mean, I've heard crazy numbers, you know, like, I don't know, 10% or something of, of like, Android apps have some kind of uh, malware software in them. So, that's something to watch for. So, updating yeah. your software on your phone. And it's one of the reasons people don't think about having a newer phone. It's like if you have an old phone, that phone's not getting software updates anymore, mm. right? So it's it's susceptible, right? It might not have the latest version of Android on it, so it might be, you know, it might have problems, vulnerabilities, right? Um, different kinds of holes in the software that hackers can use to right. exploit you, and so and your phone's always on a network, right? It, it, it's the internet is just a big network, right? right. With everybody, so, right? Have you um, encountered much? I guess danger these days with people connecting via Bluetooth. I was reading something about like turning your Bluetooth off when you're not using it. That's good. Yeah, no, that's really good. So I've got a friend of mine who uh, is way more into uh, network security and he's just like, just keep Bluetooth off. Like if you're using it, that's fine. But Bluetooth apparently has unpatched vulnerabilities that are just part of the way Bluetooth is, is implemented. Mm. And so Bluetooth is really convenient. It's nice way to connect devices, Bluetooth headsets and things, your car. But 
I mean, there have been cases where people have hacked into the car's network, the car, you know, through the <clears throat> uh, the air pressure, you know, the tire pressure uh, monitoring sensors, mm -hmm. so, um, which I guess are Bluetooth. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think it's probably a good idea to leave it off if you're not using it, just like with anything, right? Like, if you're not using your wireless, keep it off. If you're not using the phone, turn it off, right? I mean, uh, unless you've got, like, notifications, you're expecting things. Um, I'll tell you this, uh, too. I really think sleeping next to a phone is not a good idea. This is maybe a little bit further away from like network security. This is more like physical. You got to think the thing that you have in your pocket right now is a microwave transmitter, mm -hmm. right? And so it's sending and receiving radio signals all day long. And it even says probably in the manual, like, don't keep it close to your head, right? And if you're sleeping and it's on your pillow next to you all night long with these funky frequencies, uh, coming from who knows where, you know, you hear things about 5G, so yes. it's like, yeah. we still got 4G though, 4G was bad, right, mm -hmm. and so you've got these really fast, you just want, you, you wonder what long-term effects those could have on people, so like, just put the phone like in another room, yeah. especially with kids, mm. think about kids, like little baby brains, like just let let the phone stay in the other room. You don't want that to be next to them. So That's yeah. crazy that you said that. I was talking about the book, mm -hmm. Stilettos in the Kitchen, and mm -hmm. she has another one called Women Have It, and she does actually say that. Don't sleep with your phones and your computers mm -hmm. in your bed. Get them mm -hmm. away. Not necessarily out of the room, but she does absolutely talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Well, confirmation. Do you have any questions? Um, I know you've been at this, you said, for 15 years. Um... Have you run into any problems as far as people coming to you with always saying that they're getting hacked? Like, I have, I'm working with cell phones, and every time something happens on the phone, all we hear is, my phone got hacked, my phone got hacked. And you're like, what's happening on, the, on your phone? And it's just... Some of the stuff, and when you're over the phone, you really can't do too much about it because they're saying things and you're not seeing what's happening. Mm -hmm. So have you had people that they come in, they know that you are a PC guy and they're always <laughs> pushing on you as far as, well, I think my phone's been hacked. Or every little thing is like, they feel like the government's after them. <laughs> have you had well, those situations? That's a, good, that's a good question. I mean... You know, with Google and Amazon and Siri and Cortana, they're already always listening to us, right? Mm -hmm. That's just, that's the state of affairs now. We gave up privacy in this country a long time ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't even have the illusion of it anymore, if you, if you really know and look. But as far as people getting hacked, um, I, I have had some people that have told me they've been hacked before. Uh, and it's very possible. Usually what gets hacked is their account. You know, like, yeah. like their Gmail account, for instance, because it's an Android phone. You have to sign into your Google account mm -hmm. at the gate. And so it's like, well, my Google account gets hacked. And we can talk about, uh, I wanted to actually go over that on some of the ways that you can prevent getting hacked. Please. Um, and so, like, I talked about, you know, updating your software, updating the phone itself. Mm -hmm. Um but then, like, you know, passwords, this is like, I, I hope this doesn't get too dense, but passwords are a really big deal because that's how you secure your account. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you log in, you have a username, and you have a password. And really, you don't think about it, but your username is really just about as sensitive as your password is, which is your email address, right? Mm -hmm. So if they don't have to know what your email address is, maybe don't let them know, or maybe give them your business email address instead of your personal one. 
But um, when you have a password, like passwords, you know, the, the, the joke I use with passwords is passwords are like underwear, like change it often, don't show anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> you don't want to use the same password for every website, right? Like that's not a good idea. So every password should be unique. They should be good passwords. And we can talk about how to come up with a good password. But, uh, and then they need to be changed somewhat, you know, fairly often. So, and then it's like, well, how in the world am I going to remember that? How am I going to remember all these passwords, Mm. all of these, um, you know, good passwords that I'm supposed to change? How do you do that? Well, luckily, there again, there's a software solution for it, right? So the browser... Google, I use Google Chrome. I'm a big advocate of Google Chrome. I like Google. I guess you'd say I'm a Google fanboy. Um, Google, they have in Chrome a really good password generator that will generate a good password for you. And then it'll save it. And I think it's okay to save it, honestly, because you save all of those passwords behind your master password, right? Your account password or even your computer password, Mm -hmm. right? Like the password to get onto your computer. Mm -hmm. So, um... So you have good passwords that you generate and you save in your browser. And then like on Android, you can go in there and you can, um, you know, it'll grab those saved passwords and it'll even sign you into the apps. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, same thing with uh, with Apple, right? So you have your, your key, you know, you have your, um, what do they call it? It's the, um, the, the password uh, saving feature of the Safari browser, right? Which ties into your, your iPhone. Um, so you gotta think that's pretty nice. And I, I want to say they probably have a password generator. I don't use uh, Apple stuff as much. Yeah, iPad, it, it does save the passwords, but I haven't seen one. Like, I know what you're talking about on Google Chrome. That, mm-hmm. that is very nice because it generates a very strong password with mm-hmm. little effort. And mm-hmm. it, it saves it. It's, it's very nice to use that one on Chrome, though. So here's the thing about generating a password that's kind of cool. And this is like my strategy. If you do have to generate a password... That um, <clears throat> that you know that you have to remember that you can't write down or you can't store it somewhere else. It needs to just be in your mind. What you can do is you can kind of come up with a phrase, like a positive affirmation or something. Yeah. Like, and, like I don't know, like uh, stay calm and bill. I used to do stay calm and bill for the longest time, like years ago. Stay calm and bill, right? Okay, there's a client call me. They're freaking out. Just chill out start a ticket keep track of time what am i doing here just you know just just bill it just bill it it's fine (laughs) no i was saying i like it but yes 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 that's that's Um, awesome so like just some kind of positive affirmation whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know give thanks to the most high something you know really positive meaningful to you but then you think about that phrase and maybe you change some of the characters, right? Instead of the uh, the H, you use a, a pound sign or a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you can come up with a really long and good password that you can remember, right? right. That you want to remember because when you have to type it in, you're like reminding yourself of something important. And sometimes we'll even allow you to use spaces, like you're saying, yes. with a phrase. Mm-hmm. That's you right. can actually spell it all out with the spaces mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, that's right. So that's that's a good way to do it if you can't generate it. But the best way to do it is to generate a fake. So um, one more thing about that. Uh, a new thing that Google has done is they've started monitoring the deep web or the dark web uh-huh. for passwords that have been breached. So when there are data breaches, hackers will just go sometimes and they'll just dump them all online. Here's all of these 
usernames. Here's all these passwords for this site. Right. And sometimes people will just say, oh, well, they probably use the same password forever because that's what people do. They use the same password for everything. So what Google has done is they've collected all of these compromised passwords, and they will search your passwords because you've saved them, and they will verify them mm -hmm. against the compromised ones. And they'll say, out of, all, out of the 400 passwords you have saved in here, here are the bad ones that you need to go and change the passwords. I like it. You see what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's some really useful intel for you to go and to make some decisions and say, oh, we need to change the passwords, generate some passwords, right. and, and, and start, from, start from there. So that's a really cool thing that Google's done because they're, I mean, obviously they're a multi-billion dollar company. They want their um, people to spend money with them, mm -hmm. right? Not have their money stolen by hackers. So another thing that I wanted to mention too, Again, this is not the most exciting thing in the world, but it is super important because Absolutely. you got to think this is your whole digital life, right? This it can make your life very painful if you're having to go and you're having to cancel all your credit cards mm -hmm. and you're having to go and set it all up again. Mm -hmm. It's not fun. Um, uh, or if you, you know, sometimes when you get hacked, they'll get into your uh, email address book and they'll just send out emails to all your people. Yeah. And this is terrible. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want to have to clean up that mess. Right. Have you ever gotten something weird on Facebook and it's right. like, you'll never believe what you did. Right. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Why are you sending me this? Did you send me this? And you don't want to have to, you don't want to be that person. Exactly. You know? So uh, another thing you can do is uh, turn on two-factor or multi-factor authentication. Yes. So that's a cool thing to do. Um, the very basic way of doing this is, okay, you log in, username and password, and then they text you a number and you have to tell them the number. Right. right. The better way to do that is to use an authenticator program where it generates a code for you. Like the Google Authenticator. The Google mm -hmm. Authenticator is a good one. It'll just generate a six-digit code on your phone. So in those cases, if you're using the Google Authenticator, they would have to have your username and your password and your phone to be able to get into your account. Right. Yes. So even if they had your username and password, they still could get in because they would have to have your phone because you that's the only thing down. Yeah, you have yep. to touch that on your phone. Yeah. And so the thing, the downside about using that people text in you codes is they can port your number. People, hackers can port numbers. Dude, it's terrible, but hackers can port numbers. And they can also spoof numbers and, and, and you know, get your texts mm -hmm. where the text comes to you. It's terrible, but it can happen. There have been situations where people have had their numbers ported away. Mm -hmm. From their telecom, right? They'll call up Verizon, call up T-Mobile, port the number away. <laughs> now where are you at? Right. Now, you know, now you're in a really bad situation. So, um, because if your phone number is tied to all your accounts, and then they start resetting your passwords, and they're getting the, they're getting the codes to their phone. It's just a, it's a bad day all the way around. So, mm -hmm. sure. the Google Authenticator is a good way to do that. Um, and then you know. That's that's basically the the way I go about my passwords because I'm really paranoid because I read a lot of terrible horror stories about things that happen. So yeah, you just posted the article about the um, the ring doorbell. Oh gosh! It's no, I missed that. What happened? Um, well, uh, I can read I can read you the article um, to get the details. Let me pull that up real fast because that was uh, a little scary. Just, you know, we just live in such a scary world. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to think, okay, Google and Amazon, they just got these great AI computer systems that just listen for keywords. 
a lot of times what it ends up, they're just recording everything. And they've got people that are going back and transcribing it and listening to people mm-hmm. like me and you sitting in a room and, and, and they've been called out about this and they haven't changed it. So, you know, we were talking about earlier, like we have no illusion to privacy now. Great. You know, it used to be we worried about Big Brother. Now we ask Big Brother for recipes on, right. you mm-hmm. know, Yukon Pie. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So that's just that's just where we are, and I'm I'm not really w- willing to say that that's a terrible thing because mm-hmm. it is a nice convenience to be able to just say, hey, turn on some music and play it for me. That's really cool. But well, what are we what are we trading off for that? So right with the with the ring, I'm trying to remember the details of that story because that was uh, a little scary. Um, no, that's not it. Let me find that. Sorry. Um, so I own a ring. I'll just go ahead and disclose this. I own a ring doorbell, <laughs> and I bought my mom a ring doorbell. Oh wow! Year. Yeah, but then I found this great article that was saying, yeah, you don't really want to to do that because, um, well, I think they're sharing the videos. So apparently, they're given maybe back mm. doors into the FBI to look at the videos, gotcha. and maybe the videos are recording more often than you think they are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so essentially, you've just given like a camera into your surveillance house, camera. a surveillance camera. Oh, right. Wow. Kind of like you have on the streets, a little yeah. lights. Okay, great. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And it's, it's but there again, like it's so convenient to have it. So what, it, <clears throat> how much convenience are we willing to sacrifice for security or safety or privacy? Yeah. Apparently all of it. Apparently all of it. So, yeah, that was a little scary. I mean, so Ring, a lot of people don't know, are, is owned by Amazon. Right. And so Amazon is like one of the richest companies in the world. Um, and they're in a really, really, uh, I mean, and it's a very useful service. I mean, golly, we all order stuff on Amazon and oh, get it course. on Sunday. Absolutely. You know, it's like, <laughs> but but to think about the, the havoc that they've uh, wrecked on retail, I mean, we thought Walmart was bad. And this, I mean, this is the time of year to really consider all the things you've been sharing with us today. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, you have Cyber Monday tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, you know, people are going to be doing a lot of business. So as a business owner, you need to protect people's data. So I'm very grateful for you coming on and sharing that. I mean, it's it's enlightening to know the, the small steps you can take. As, oh, yeah. A layperson or a business owner, and you don't have to be, you know, tech savvy or anything. Just take small steps to protect yourself, protect your customers, protect your clients. Because just like you said, you know, a lot of businesses fold after a data breach. You know, and com- imagine the sensitive information, like you handle people's information like it's your own and protect it as such. So, I mean, I, we appreciate you coming on for sharing. Uh, any other questions? So. Any other software that you would recommend? Of course, we all are familiar with Norton or McAfee or was another one, A something, APN or A something like that. You know, PC Fix, ABG, yeah, there you go. But is there, is, do you have a preferred user? Like, would that be a first step or is the first step to call you? The first step is install Norton so or? Here's my thing about antivirus <clears throat> is my favorite type of antivirus is the one that I manage. Okay. That's what it is. And I mean, like sure. said, the type that I use is Bitdefender. And you can buy Bitdefender, but it's like then it's kind of unmanaged, right? So essentially oh. what I provide is management consulting. So I deal with the manager, with the business owner, and like I keep an eye on 
on the antivirus. Like, I'm like looking at it. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to look at it, right? So a lot of cases, if you don't have an IT person on staff, you're the IT person, right? Or the owner of the business is the IT, or the office manager is, or it may not even be said who is, who's responsible for backups. And so it's just, you know, it's nice to have somebody. So like I said, the one that I manage, whichever one that is, and I've managed different pieces of software for people. But for home users, like on your home computer, they say that the Windows Defender is really good. It places really high in results. Bitdefender is really good. we used to suggest Avast to people a lot. Avast was pretty nice, but it ended up that, I don't know, there was some, I don't remember what it was. Some of them are tied into foreign governments. Sure. <laughs> That's all I can say. Sure. So Kaspersky, I used to love Kaspersky. Yeah. Kaspersky's tied into the Russian government. I mean, so, you can tell it in his name, buddy. <laughs> right, right. So you've got a free piece of software. So mm-hmm. what is it they say? They say if, if, it's, if the service is free, you're the product, right? Mm-hmm. So what are they seeing, right? So you, you install the software. It's got this long list of terms of service. Do you read those? Of course not. Never. Never, right? Uh, so it's like you just kind of agree to, yeah, it looks good, it's fine. So, but what are you giving them access to? Right, that was uh, a few years ago, there was an app, right? The photo, the aging app? Or, <laughs> right. Yeah, that everybody all that. Just, yep. Like, you don't know what you're signing up for, no. and, and be careful about yeah. downloading apps and things like that. And see, if you sign into the app with your Facebook, that's an easy way to do it. You're signing in with your Facebook. Um, You may give them some access to your Facebook friends, right? Yes, I see that a lot. You see what I mean? Some actually ask you to consent to that, right? Mm -hmm. Allow access to your, but I mean, what are we really, what can we really hide anyway? Mm -hmm. I mean, but the thing is, if you don't want it out there, then, you know, don't post it, don't share it. You know, Mm -hmm. those are things. We can um, we can all you know take a stand and become more secure and hold on to. So, man, this is this is great. Social media. I'll tell you the thing. We I don't know if we want to talk any at all about social media, but that's a big thing that people do, of course, all the time. I mean, that's how we reconnected. Social media is a great way. It's at some points it can just feel like you're hanging out with all your friends. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm literally hanging out online with all of my friends right now. What's up, man? How you doing? But you got to think you're, you know, you're opening yourself up in some ways there as well. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things a lot of people don't think about with Facebook is like what apps have access to stuff. So like if you go and you look, if you really want to drill down in your Facebook, for instance, because I use a lot of Facebook myself and a lot of people use it. It's very popular, of course. So it's like go and look and see what apps have you given access to your account and how much how much access do they have and do they still have access? Why do they still have access? Mm-hmm. Right. Should I revoke this access, right? Like this app that I used, like the face <laughs> aging yeah. app that I used four years ago, why do they still have access to all of my contacts? Right. right? Is there any reason for that whatsoever? Just deny it, revoke it, kick them out of there if you use it again. You know, yeah, you so. can turn that back. Yeah. But cool. Cool, so cool, cool. Yes. We're going to transition a little bit, and we, we definitely love your, you. your, yes. your input on this. We do Great this in the uh, CT's um, portion. We call it the, the flavor, the spice, the spice the spice of life. So <clears throat> nice. we'll let him take it away. He's going to introduce yeah. the subject, and we'll conversate a little more about it. And again, thanks again for coming. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this week we are going to talk about Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A has uh, basically cut ties with two Christian groups that they have been supporting. 
Um, and everybody knows that Chick-fil-A is rooted and grounded in Christian belief. Uh, it's been found that they also gave money to a group, the Southern Poverty Law Center, which was a supporter of the LGBTQ community and also about abortion rights. So, the right-wing wingers, as far as on the political stage, are up in arms at this because Chick-fil-A has uh, cut ties with these two groups, and they're calling it sad as far as what they're doing. Do you think the new stance that Chick-fil-A is taking, is that going to affect them business-wise? Because a big number of the people that support them are in the Christian faith and maybe I don't know if they've seen this article or if they're gonna but people can be persuaded to do certain things because of what a company does in their beliefs. So your thoughts on that. Hmm. Um so if I remember correctly, I seen that article maybe a week or so ago and this is the the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and was the other one Yoke or something? Uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Salvation Army. Salvation Army. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, hmm. You know, I think that they've gotten a lot of flack for not having some diversity. Right. And it seems like they are getting flack for incorporating some diversity in the things that they support. Um, I know we talked about just a few episodes back about them going into the UK and they were talking about shutting them down because they didn't want to support the LBGT community. Um, But I also think that it's a portion of the old guard is moving out and the new guard is wanting to come in and they're making changes. And even though they're not saying that they're stepping away from their Christian foundational roots, Mm -hmm. but... um, even it was a as it was mentioned earlier today, um, when I was at church, that you know we all have sinned and fallen short. So nobody's one sin is greater than the other. Right. Um, it's very unfortunate the white the right wingers are really kind of raising, right. You know, raising their voice. I won't even say awareness. They're really raising their voice about it, but. I don't know. I think this is going to go the direction of Nike and Kaepernick. I think that Chick-fil-A is making a smart move. Okay. We're all God's children, and we all deserve the love Amen. That, that comes from God uh, equally in, in, in groups that, that disparage people because of any reason should not be rewarded for that. That's that's my appeal. I, just, I think everybody's deserving of God's love. Absolutely. Good deal. I mean, I, as far as the business aspect, I agree wholeheartedly with that. As far as the business aspect, do you really think it'll change their bottom line? And, you know, up front, you have to say no. I mean, people are loyal, you know, and what we were talking about with dietary things, you know, some of this stuff is almost an addiction, what they're putting in food, and, and it goes deeper than that. And you, you know, I may want to stop, but I'm not really going to. And you have this thing, this this uh, the initial visceral reaction, but then people get lulled back into, like you were saying, with the TV and, mm-hmm. you know, watching shows and this, that, or the other. And it's, I don't know, it's, you know, you they can replicate this thing for a while, but 
you know, I can be mad on the internet and go right to the drive through at Chick-fil-A and get served. And I think that's what happened uh, I mean, too when they it was the uh, when the LGBTQ community they did their protest at Chick-fil-A because of their stance. Well, you had some that were in the lines, just like you said, protesting and fighting it, but they would be right there getting the food. So it's like yeah, either way it goes, it's basically a double-edged sword. You, you're going to lose some people. You're going to gain some people. That's just business in itself. Right, and I think they're, um, I mean, I think they're betting on the margin that the majority is not going to be impacted. I mean, one way or the other. Had they spoken out, had they not spoken out, I think, you know, they're still probably making Q1 projections without even thinking about that issue at hand or whatever. I mean, speaking strictly bottom line, but I mean, I don't think that issue that, you know, okay, they took the stance, but it's, you know, it. I think it's more impactful, again, when you say you start disparaging people. I think that's when it would have an impact on the bottom line. I mean, I don't think, you know, <clears throat> making a statement or putting a, a um I don't know, putting a statement out or supporting this or not supporting that, I don't think it, you know, disparages people. I think people have their own choice. Is it right or wrong? That's up to each person to make that decision. Right. But once you start disparaging people and, like, you know, actually, like, spewing hate and we don't like these people for this or that, then I think that's where it would get into impacting a bottom line for business. I think they're feeling the pressure from that Popeye's chicken sandwiches on everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because it's good. <laughs> you've had it. Oh, my gosh. Even you. Yeah. You've had it. Oh, yeah. I have not had it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> at the end of the day, they got to sell some yeah. chicken. Right? Yeah. And we talked a few shows back about um, any kind of publicity is good publicity. Sure. You know. Sure. Again, it's the getting the name. You keep saying Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. You know what? I think I'm, it's subliminal. Suddenly I want Chick-fil-A, you know. So. Or, or I want to go check it out and see what I think, how the people are going to treat me if maybe mm -hmm. I'm one of the people that they would um, want to discriminate or disparage against or what have you. It was Correct. like, you know what? They were really nice. and they did. Next thing you know, you know, they got you in there, you're trapped, you bought a sandwich. And it's less, you know. <laughs> right. And, and and it's fine. I mean, I, I I you know I truly believe that everything that's done from a business standpoint is very strategic. Mm -hmm. It is not like okay, well you know what we're just going to give money to them. I think there was a conversation that was sat and had about all right now if we're going to take money and give it to here, are we going to move it from this bucket? Because typically they have a gifting budget mm -hmm. every year. Right. Um, remember Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. So make sure you remember your nonprofits and charitable organizations on this Tuesday while you're spending money on Cyber Monday. Mm -hmm. But if they're a smart business or even any individual for a budget, you need to be able to determine how much you're going to give for charity. We don't need to just be out here willy-nilly giving money like, oh, I'm just going to give you. You'll end up giving away all of your bricks and not be able to build your own house. Correct. So it is important to make sure that individuals budget for that. If it's important for individuals, then the same is true for businesses. They say, all right, we're going to give $100,000 this year. We're going to give 5000 of this. We're going to give 7000 of that. We're going to give 10000 of that. And they had the conversation. You're going to take Salvation Army out of it. Maybe we got to look back at it and say, did Salvation Army have some, 
you know, pushed back over the past year or so where mm-hmm. they didn't feel like the money was going to so much of the actual people who were supposed to be helping a lot of these what were once small organizations. Mm-hmm. Now they're big corporations. Uh, Susan G. Komen in particular was like, oh, yeah, maybe only 5% of the money raised actually goes to research and development. Everything else is going to administrative costs and operating mm-hmm. costs and printing and marketing and right. mm-hmm. all this other stuff. So maybe now that's a reason why they have just said, maybe Salvation Army has enough money. Maybe right. these are some smaller groups or organizations that we want to partner with. And their home office is in Atlanta. I mean, I don't mean to make assumptions, but right. you can't have your home corporate office in a facility like that where you don't start to touch and become aware with people who are in your backyard and have a sense of compassion. Right. Uh, have a sense of compassion and want to be able to hear what they're saying and why it's important for us to maybe look at things in a different light. And that's what we're all supposed to do. We're supposed to evolve, grow, and build, mm-hmm. whether it be individually or as, as business owners. Mm-hmm. And a lot of corporations are going to that, focusing on becoming responsible corporate citizens. Yes. I mean, we have to have, we have to look good. Our reputation is important. It's not, you know, the main objective is to make money, but it's not the only thing anymore. And I think a lot of companies are shifting toward that. So that's where you see it is a part of the budget. We, you know, we have to, I work for a large corporation and we have to do so many hours and some of those things, um, listen to, watch the great TED talk and the lady was like overcoming, um, unconscious bias, you know, where mm-hmm. you know, she gave the example of, you see a male pilot get on the plane, no big deal. You see a female pilot get on the plane, though, you're like, you know, craning your neck, mm-hmm. like somebody else coming. Is she going to, you know, and that's, un- it's just unconscious, unconscious. bias. It's yeah. Been, yeah. You've been it's programmed so that way. And when you speak on the, the money blocks and things like that. So I think we can help things, you know, increase as far as awareness and all that. If we overcome to, and you first, you got to acknowledge it. You got like, you know, that's a problem I have, you know, what we were talking about community, you know, if you're my neighbor and all I ever say is, well, he don't want me bothering him, but he's saying the same thing. How will we ever have a conversation? How will we ever, you know, so, you know, with this time of year, great time breaking bread with people, mm-hmm. you know, you see somebody sitting out by themselves, ask to sit with them, you know, becoming, again, more responsible citizens. And I think, you know, we shouldn't have to have flare ups of, you know, accusing company A of this or that, you know, we should support everybody. We should love everybody. And that's where we got to get back to. And it starts with us, though. But as business owners, we can be responsible corporate citizens. And mm-hmm. I think it'll help society overall. That's all I got. Oh, that's it. That's all I got. That's it. That's, that's all. It. All right. Well, good conversation. Well, let's go get some Chick Fil A then after this. <laughs> oh wait, it's Sunday. Nope, it's a new Wendy's over there. I'm going to get me a spicy chicken sandwich. I'm a Wendy's type of girl myself. Yes, honey, I stick with the real one. Very nice. Very nice. So, this last portion of the show. All we do is just share a word of encouragement with everybody. Um, we'll go around and we'll start with you this week, CT, if you don't mind. Just give us a positive message. Send us out. And, uh, All right. Positive message. Um, find your passion, live your passion, and succeed in your passion. 
be grateful for the steps that you've made. We are coming to the end of a year. The steps that you've made from the beginning of this year to the end of this year, be happy for yourself. Pat yourself on the back. Give yourself that fist pump because there's things that you probably, here it is, explode, you know. But this is these are things that you last year probably didn't have in your mind to do. And you've made those with me, myself. I have a blog now that I do. Never would have thought about doing this earlier in the year. People have been pressing, pushing up on me to do things, and it, I've made those steps. So if you see yourself, even if they're small steps and you're making them and you're moving forward, that's all you can ask for. So be happy with yourself. Good deal. Good deal. Awesome. Awesome. <coughs> So today is the first day of the last month of this decade. Yes. So the December 1st, you know, I challenged everyone to think about what your intentions are. What are your intentions? What are your goals? What do you want to see for yourself? You know, I love asking people, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Know what you want. Go for what you want. I ended up doing a whole little motivational speech at a birthday party yesterday. And I had no, um, <laughs> no plans to do that. But I definitely wanted to make sure that we are more aware of what we really want in life. Something else that crossed my mind most recently is life can be considered hard. No matter if you're, it's hard because you're doing what somebody else has told you to do, life is hard. Or if it's hard because you're doing what you want to do, you're still going to have challenges and obstacles are coming in life. So mm. life is going to be hard either way. Do what you want to do. Deal with the hard. Know that that comes with a part of life. But be able to say that you really did create that intentionally on your own terms. And you can go back and forth between the two. But be sound in your decisions and live your life. And be very happy about that. Because, you know, contrary to popular belief, we live every day. Mm -hmm. We only die once. Right. So live the most of your life every day intentionally. Stay focused on your goals, the things that make you happy, and continue to keep a high vibration and energy and stay in that frequency of love and above. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate that. Now that we start this, you know, like you said, this first month, I just thought about it, first month of the, the last, the end, it's coming into a time of new beginnings. So just want to tell everybody <coughs> to not be encouraged, but stay encouraged. You know, there's always a point that you're going to have to push yourself. Like you said, it's not going to be a desirable time all the time, but stay the course, be patient, be deliberate in your actions, you know. Um, a lot of times, as you were talking, we were saying about, you know, I had the thought to do it, but I didn't act on it. So now's the time to put these plans in place. Um, you've encouraged me with getting them written down, writing down a hundred things you'd like to do and start working on getting to a point where I can start marking those things off the list. I'm up to 94, by the way. Oh, good there. job. I'm getting there. But um, again, stay encouraged. Stay the course. Be patient. Be deliberate in all your actions. Um Continue to look for big things from us. We have some very nice things on the on the way. So uh, we thank you all for your love, your support, and we appreciate you. Everybody have a great week. We'll let you close it out, Mr. Buchanan. Oh, um, so my encouraging words for uh, your listeners would be to just to um, love and accept themselves um, as they are while still acknowledging that they're growing and, lear and learning and developing 
but to just be okay with you who you are and stop beating yourself up. And then also to just be the change that you seek in the world, right? It's so easy to like point the finger at somebody else and say, well, they need to change the way they are. But anytime you point the finger, my grandma always used to say, you got three fingers pointing back at you, right? So That's it's like, right. Only you can change yourself, right? And, and um, if you want the world to change, it starts with you. Awesome. Thank you for that, and we appreciate you coming. Thank, Thank you for, for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll definitely have to fun. do this again. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed good. it. Um, thank you, guys. Like I said, you guys always power me up. I love this. This gets my week started, so I appreciate you guys for this. Um, excited to start a new season. So we're going to make some very big changes, and we hope you guys stick around. And thank you all for your love and support. It's uh, been a year. We appreciate you. Yeah, we Absolutely. appreciate you guys. And um, – that being said, we thank you, Daniel. Contact. Oh, yes. Please share your contact information. Oh, if you want to find out more about my company, Get More PC, you can go to getmorepc.com. That's G-E-T-M-O-R-E-P-C.com, and you can find out. Or you can email me. I'm Daniel at getmorepc.com, D-A-N-I-E-L. Um, I'd love to hear about what your business is doing. There you go. Thank you for sharing all the tips how to keep us safe. We appreciate the importance of cybersecurity now, and we are excited to start this powerful new week. Everybody have a great day. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. Till the next time. Peace.